I would say I've never had such a high stakes flirting game as I've had with a dinner lady. You got a royal life, how you gonna use it? Royal life, who you gonna be? Royal life, dream it or refuse it. If you don't use it, then it's gonna use you. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to the Where's the Joy in That podcast. This is the relentlessly positive and dare I say relentlessly Northern Irish. (laughs) And relentlessly podcastable podcast (laughs) where we try to find the joy uh, maybe in the topics that you might least expect to find it yeah and today we are really delving into a topic uh, well before i tell you the topic you know our spiel if you're looking for sensible christian programming there's plenty out there but we're just here to chat with you have a bit of uh how to you know a bit of good crack and uh you know see what happens yeah, I'm just going to put an, another disclaimer on our disclaimer, which okay. is that, that crack is C-R-A-I-C and has nothing to do with the recreational drug crack. It means a good time. Yeah, sorry about that. If you thought that I was encouraging drugs, I am not encouraging drugs. Okay, this podcast, Chris, is one that I think mm. is going to be great for our listeners and ourselves, and I don't know what's going to happen, but this is worth the joy in video games. I could go on forever, unfortunately, with please, that. Please do. Um, what do you think are some of people's like negative perceptions of video gaming? Well, goodness. I mean, I know when I was growing up, my mom and dad would not let me get a console. Mm. You know, like the, uh, the, the NES was out, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, yeah. The Atari was out. We were only allowed to get uh, a lot of you folks. I mean, this is going back, but it was a Spectrum. It was called a Spectrum Plus 3, and it had a floppy disk, and it had a tape drive. Wow. Big time uh, ahead of its curve. And the cassette tape. Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, and it made a funny noise. And you could fast forward. If you completed a level, you can fast forward just a little bit, so it would move you on to, like, the next, next level, and it would get confused. But... It had to have buttons. It had to have, you know, a QWERTY keyboard for my mom and dad to be like, okay, this is this is a real deal. Even though what we were doing on it was, you know, the great escape, you know, trying to escape from Nazi concentration camp or uh, a game called Dizzy, which was about an egg wandering yeah. around doing stuff. But for my mom and dad, it was very much the fear of us just having fun, uh, but not learning anything. That's true. And their fears were 100% realized on the spectrum. (laughs) (laughs) It just made them feel better. You know what? Fair play. That's That's all we can do as parents. I mean, you could have played a spelling game, sure. But instead, you were guiding Dizzy the egg to his doom many times because he didn't jump properly. And somebody else called Jimmy something. I can't remember who Jimmy was, but Jimmy was trying his best to survive as well. Do you play any video games now? Oh yeah, I play heaps on. I, I think it's been an interesting journey for me because that's that was my parents' goal. But then I always found a best friend who had something. So uh, my best mate growing up, Phil Reed, uh, I would go around to his house uh, whenever we were like 11 and he had a Super NES and mm. he had a Mega Drive, uh, which for those Americans, that is a Sega Genesis. That's right. And yeah, both. He ha- he was living the dream. We would grow and we would play Sonic and Mario. We would play Mario Kart. And honestly, it was the best moments of my childhood, I would say. Yeah. All of my favorite memories of my childhood all have... Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. 
Street Fighter <laughs> Sonic game. Boom. The difference between our age group is I played so- uh, Street Fighter One. Ah, uh, the the lesser known and enjoyed cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, which was so uh, bad in its graphics, you would hit the R button and it would change everything uh, in color from black and yellow to maybe black and purple oh. or black and red. That's some of the fun you could have in video games back then. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But anyway, I, I would be around to Phil's house and we would be playing, we'd be playing games and the actual camaraderie and the banter that we would have, the enjoyment, the sense of accomplishment uh, was just, I mean, it was, it was so good. I feel like it was so good for a kid like me who was pretty overweight and had really bad asthma and couldn't do any sports really. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I feel like an old man saying this, but the, like two people sitting in a room attached by a wire to the console, sharing the same screen, sharing the same snacks version of video gaming appeals to me a lot more than the online version. And I think that's probably just because we are. It it literally is just age, but I'm going to look down on it anyway. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's talk about how that literally was our life, Chris. Well, Mm. last year before the, uh, the Rona came in, we Mm -hmm. um, were on tour and we were in Australia and Chris and I made a commitment that we were going to finally complete Mario 3, which was made in 1989, 91. Definitely somewhere around there. We've been trying at this for some time. (laughs) And we got so far, we brought it on, we had it on the Switch. It was one of the old school games. And I would say every day we would sneak off for an hour or two. But Chris, Mm -hmm. here's something in a band and the spiritual expectations. I remember a friend of ours who was in a band got up and started talking on stage about how he had been playing a certain game all day. Oh, that's right. And someone heckled him from the crowd. Yeah, so he was playing FIFA all day on the bus with uh, someone else who totally wasn't me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, someone shouted out from the crowd, why weren't you reading your Bible? (laughs) And probably it would have been a good response to say, well, were you reading your Bible all day today? Yeah, actually... I wouldn't have responded the way this guy did. Am I allowed to share them? I, I feel like here we are. We're in for a penny and for a pound. That's what you're here for, folks. This fella responded with, because I left my Bible at my parents' house 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is, pro- I mean, I think the guy probably had a fair point. He seemed to have had a reasonable read on <laughs> th- this particular lead singer. Uh, but I've never found that reading the Bible and playing video games in the afternoon are mutually exclusive. Yeah, I, I don't think that, I mean, I am, for those of you who know anything about Enneagrams, goodness, we should do a podcast on Words of Joy and Enneagrams. Because I'm oh, fed up hearing people talking about them. It's waning. It is, it really is. But what I would say is I'm quite a driven person. I like to feel successful. Sometimes I have to make sure that God is my God and not purpose is my God. Um, but uh, Or a porpoise, obviously. <laughs> that would be, that'd be even worse. Uh, a porpoise has sometimes, you know, delved into my spirituality, but only in a moment where the Lord spoke to me through him. <laughs> <laughs> what is your purpose in life? I don't know. But the, the idea of sitting around and playing a video game all day is, sounds so lazy. Sounds like you're not you're not using your time wisely. We're kind of here today to talk about well, where's the joy in video games? Because I don't know if that's entirely fair, and we're going to poke some holes at that idea that playing video games is a complete waste of time. Probably waste of time. 
Right. So (laughs) there's definitely a number of my friends who probably wouldn't have a huge amount of connection with the other men in their life if it wasn't for Call of Duty. Ooh. Like who have these little communities where they get on and they, you know, they band up. I I don't know the terminology. I haven't played a video game that wasn't Mario in a long time. (laughs) Right, me neither. But these serious video games apparently you know they have something there for adults and uh yeah this is the way that they connect and literally it 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 keeps like friendships alive that you know people maybe hadn't seen each other since they left high school right 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 right. now they're like back in each other's lives and they actually have like meaningful connections and they sometimes hang out outside of the video games so i mean it's a pretty legitimate way to connect it just isn't a traditional one yeah, well, you've got the wee headpiece on and you're all... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we we have a friend who's probably 5,000 miles from here and mm-hmm. um, one of the lads in the band is playing with him quite a bit. Obviously, when I say one of the lads in the band, it's Steve, who will be editing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously the youngest and the least spiritual, so... That's know, right. We obviously wouldn't be doing that sort of thing. Interestingly, a highly productive individual, though. And that's what we're kind of wondering is... Uh, Recently, there's been this terminology called flu. Mm. Now, it's not good old flu who was the dinner lady at school who we uh, learned the art of charming the school canteen lady into giving us extra, you know, chicken curry that looked, uh, you know, like it would glow in the dark. I would say I've never had such a high stakes flirting game as I've had with a dinner lady. If as a 14 year old boy, if you can't flirt with a 55 year old aging you know terrifying looking woman whose mm. hands look like they've been smoking since she was about two years old yeah you don't she, know what you're doing no nah, you're not going to get any roast potatoes with that no you're not and you'll never find a wife if you can't charm that woman no what, <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting though is that i don't feel like the flirting with the dinner lady flirting skills transfer over to flirting with your peers but if she had if, if your peer had have been serving food maybe it would have worked I, well, I definitely would have learned. <laughs> but yet, flow is something where you can get into a a state of mind where you're not always thinking about other things. A couple of good examples are like rock climbing is a brilliant way to get into this state of flow because you're climbing up a rock. You can't be going over your head emails from work or that conversation that you had with you know your neighbor and you feel bad about it or that argument you had with your spouse or whatever, whatever, whatever. Your brain doesn't have time to, because when you're sitting on your phone in your living room, your brain's thinking about five different things. You get into bed and your brain's always wanting to distract you with all of these thoughts. But flow is a place where your mind and your body are focused on one thing and you're not anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Rock climbing is a great example. Video games, surprisingly, is another. Another great example. If you're kind of wondering, hey, I don't know if I've ever been in a flu state. You actually have. It's that six minutes in the hour that you get more done than you do for the rest of your workday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Combined. It's That's the feeling of I am focused and I'm doing stuff. I'm not trying too hard, but it's all happening. That's the that's flu. And it happens in the office just as much as it happens in like, I don't know. I'm about to use a basketball analogy for some reason, even though I don't understand basketball even slightly. <laughs> you don't even I don't know, know how to bounce a ball. You don't even know how to Jordan, play. Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously know Michael Jordan, but you know what I mean. Hey, we just wanted to take a little second to say thank you to our amazing 
Patreon subscribers. You know, if you're interested in supporting us and supporting the podcast, head over to rencollective.com forward slash podcast and you can become a subscriber. We give amazing benefits to our Patreons at things like early access to tickets to our events, uh, early access to brand new music, podcast episodes, all the kinds of stuff you would expect, merch items, more and more and more and more. Check it out at rencollective.com forward slash podcast. Yeah, exactly. So video games is a place where you get in and your brain is all in it. For me, um, I'm a big believer in Nintendo. I think Chris and I would both say Nintendo is our favorite console because they really focus their games on developing people. You know, it doesn't feel like they're there to make money. It feels like they're there to try and develop families, develop interaction, ways to have community, ways to collaborate, work together, cooperate. Um, so... I play actually with my boys. Yeah. Now it is hard to get into a flow state when you're playing with a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and the four-year-old constantly just keeps falling off the edge. It's more I would get into an angry uh, state. <laughs> <laughs> but but so the other week they left and we needed to unlock more stars to be able to get Bowser, you know, one of those things. And they were out of the room and I played for an hour and a half on my own. Wow. And I didn't think about one other thing. It was amazing. And you were just in pursuit of the joy of your children. Just for the joy set before you, you engaged with Mario. They didn't have the ability to get the stars, Chris. <laughs> it was a good five years ahead of them. That's it. I love the fact that video games actually can be a way to kind of forge a meaningful family connection i do think some consoles are better than this better at this than others and yeah. nintendo seem to be definitely trying for that you know i, I love those party games yes on the Wii. do you remember on the yes. Wii? yes so good it's like charades times like taken to the absolute extreme next levels of awesome yeah it really is there's one actually on the switch that's called mario party and you're basically playing board games online and our whole family would get round and play. And it's just like playing a board game, except a wee bit more exciting. Yep. You know one thing I'm not sure I'm really into? I'm just going to throw it out there. My son plays a lot of games on our iPhone at the minute. Yes. And here's the problem. They actually are suggesting them in therapy. So I'm rejecting this against medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I do let him play them because they're apparently good for him. But... I really hate that disengagement. Okay. That does something for me that like that highly personal experience um, on the phone just seems, I don't know. I mean, it's presumably doing something for his like hand eye coordination or yeah. something like that, or his ability to focus, but it just, it just bothers me. Does that bother you? We actually, yeah, it does a bit. I, I don't like a kid taking a device and running off to another room. Mm. We're kind of like, ah, if you're going to do that, you know, we're all going to be in here. The iPad's kind of a bit better because you can set it on the table and everyone can see what's going on. Yeah. A phone, yeah, that that very personal thing is a struggle. I tell, you, I tell you what else really bothers me is that all those games and apps are constantly bombarding our children with advertisements oh to goodness, try and get yeah. them to buy more, to spend more, to do more. And as a parent, I'm trying to live my life teaching my kids, be happy with what you have. Yep. But the, you know, the iPhone apps are telling you the exact opposite. It's a bit, uh, a bit why I love, you know, Netflix, because there's no adverts. That's true. My kids aren't coming to me with this like feeling of need that they need to buy the next Barbie doll or... Well, here's the thing with the in-app purchases, 
I get sucked in. Like the last video game I played was probably seven years ago. It's this one called Rainbow Six Siege. And basically it's one of these like SWAT team situations. And they're on they're constantly like selling you better gear. <laughs> All right. And if you don't have it, you're dead. You're dead. You're done. So I'm like, well, for $5.99, I could be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> like how many areas in your life can you spend six bucks and go from like bottom of the table performer to like I'm pretty good now because I've got an awesome shield. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It sounds awful like your CrossFit game as well. Oh, it's hey, Gareth, totally, it's got, the same thing. I got yeah. new shoes and they really helped me do a squat better. It's true. Well, I I will buy anything that I think is going to give me an advantage. And <laughs> we should do another podcast, which is the five things that I've actually found after the 200 that I've bought. That <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. No, you're totally right. That idea of um, always being in need Mm. Oh, I need this because if I don't have this, then I can't accomplish this. Right. I, I, it is not a great space to be bringing kids into. Here's, here's a wee uh, side angle for you. Mm. And I say kids, probably adults as well. Let's be honest. Yeah, we all get caught up in the Amazon app game. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> find stuff all the time. I feel like it's a game for sure. Has to you be. watch the wee, you know, the wee delivery parcel line. Oh, and it's getting closer. On its way to fulfillment. Oh, it's left the Nashville Sorting Center. <laughs> um, now here, mm-hmm. as a Christian, why why do you think, I mean, why is it okay to play a game that would be violent like that, going around shooting Ooh. people? You know, I feel like that's a topic. I bet you there's mums out there going, oh my goodness, I think it's so bad that my kids are, you know, or at the school my son goes to, they said, we don't want your children watching anything violent. Because what they see is what they act out. Sure. Talk to me about that, just from a spiritual, not to put you in a corner. And of course, people you know, we're not telling you the biblical or the real answers. I just want to know yours. I think probably on balance, I don't think it's good to soak yourself in a world of violence. That said, I don't think video games are the only place where people are doing that. I think the news is another place. Okay. Um. Because it is something that's kind of going on. Um, I'm not going to come out and say, gosh, I love that. I don't know if I'd like that for, for Danny. Yeah. Um, but I don't really think it did me any harm. Is it maybe just a proceed with caution situation? Like, know your kid, know yourself, try and watch for the cues. Like, I mean, I find even when I play video games for a long time, it has been a while since I've really done this, but I did used to get in kind of an amped up state. I mean, of course it puts you into fight or flight because your brain doesn't know any different. It thinks aliens are coming to get you and your children. And the zombies. Yeah, <laughs> like all together, actually. <laughs> um, so it does put you into that space. And like in adulthood playing video games, I had to be pretty careful. Like by the end, I was setting timers for 45 minutes because I knew an hour was too long for me uh, to actually come out and not be like kind of weirdly aggressive and amped up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's something about... Um, if you're playing violent things all the time, you do start to feel like a darkness, which I, I guess you will get used to. But is that really a good thing? It's like, um, you know, the eyes of the window to the souls, what Jesus said, what mm-hmm. you're taking in. Now, I, I'm not I'm not the kind of parent who who is like, sorry, kids, you can't watch anything violent. I mean, the Power Rangers is violent. Um, the Old Testament's wildly <laughs> violent. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
maybe or maybe not we watched godzilla versus kong the other week <laughs> and you can judge me whatever way you want but say godzilla take on king kong is probably the right kind of violence that you need in your life it's just fantasy <laughs> violence and it's fun but yeah we grew up in mortal kombat yeah that was when the oh. these debates came out and in fairness they pushed the envelope you're ripping a guy's head off and they would go finish him and then you'd be like, well, first of all, you'd be like, A, A, B, B, left, right, left, right, down, down, up, 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 C. And then it wouldn't work. <laughs> it was really hard to actually really actualize it. So whenever it happened and you finally did secure the fatality, you were like, I am the greatest. <laughs> but it is funny how we, yeah. as people, have actually gravitated more towards games like Mario. I think that's why I love yeah. Nintendo so much. I also, I don't know anything about Fortnite. I'm just going to say it out there. Yeah. But I've seen that they're involved in violence in a comedy way. Yeah. I think that's an interesting take. It is. I I way prefer that for sure. I, I mean, when you do start to think about it, like, surely this is on a spectrum on some sort of continuum here. Because, like, there is literally violence in our Bibles. Right. And we don't see that as inappropriate. So there must be an appropriate way to consume this kind of information and content is video games. One of those up for debate, but I think it's definitely up for debate as in, I think it's just something we're going to have to use wisdom and kind of walk through on a personal level. It's not the sort of thing you can make a blanket statement about. It's like Marvel violence is very different to, I don't know, like Scarface. Do you know? Yeah, even DC. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Marvel versus DC. Marvel's all like family friendly. Somebody's getting blown up and DC's like, oh, that's a bit dark. And then Mario, I mean, you're still jumping on that mushroom, you know? You're still killing him, but, you know, he's disappearing. He's turned into a coin. It's okay. He's going to be a better place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, there for sure is all of that. I, I think one of the things I'm learning with my kids is Every child reacts differently. Um, I took my middle child, Lachlan, on a ride. We went to Universal Studios um, a while back, and I took him on a ride that he was tall enough for. Uh, it was the Jurassic Park ride, and we were on the boat thing, and you know, you see the lovely Diplodocuses and the music spinners, nice, yeah. Stegosaurus, a wee Triceratops nibbling on a wee bit of grass. And then it takes a turn, and then it goes, eh, 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 raptor enclosure, broken. And then you start going down this turn and then it goes pitch dark. You're going up this like high ascent, like this big hill. It's pitch dark. Raptors come out left and right. Lights flashing. You're literally wetting yourself. Was he okay? Then you get to the end of the hill and a huge T-Rex comes to bite your boat. And at the moment where he's about to bite your head off, the boat does a huge vertical drop into the water. You get soaked and it was great fun. Yeah. Except at the bottom. He's crying his lamps out. He's terrified. I know he won't go anywhere on his own. <laughs> He's like, oh, Daddy, no. will you come upstairs with me? Daddy, I need to go to the toilet. Will you come with me? And in all fairness, he said to me at the end of the ride, Daddy, I honestly thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh, no. So we have to be sensitive. There's no one blanket rule. I think that's what I'm kind of saying. Yeah, I don't think so either. And good luck to you if you are a parent and you're figuring this out. Also... Uh, for your own uh, hearts and your own souls, if you are a gamer, I would just say let's let's keep that within moderation. It's like all things, you know. Uh, moderation is a really good thing, and not letting it control you or become your life is a really, really key way to look at it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it can have really positive impacts. I've definitely read uh, articles in Men's Health, which is, again, the only magazine I read. So you'll hear a lot. Every so often they'll have a, a wee conversation about video games. And most of the time they actually say that it kind of improves your decision making and stuff like that like your fast reflexive decision-making skills. And they usually remind you that surgeons uh, use it as a method of kind of staying sharp. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently so because of the hand-eye coordination and the obviously like you need to be pretty good at thinking on the fly because if you've just snipped somebody's artery or whatever. <laughs> you need to be yeah, on the yeah. yeah, I could appreciate that they would be doing other things. So there are positives to be had. Again, it, it is, uh, as with all things, this could get boring. Actually, our podcast might just be about uh, moderation, the moderation yeah, oh, cast. Goodness. Well, where is the joy in it? The joy in it is some of my best childhood memories are playing micro machines where there's oh. six of us playing on the one you know controller and just the best moments or playing Sonic or playing Mario Kart. I mean, the first Mario Kart, I think it just changed everything. Um, and then whenever, goodness, the uh, Wii Mario Kart came out, do you remember holding oh the steering wheel and turning it? I, so the moments, even the moments we had as a band, mm-hmm. we bought a Wii and we would we would have like a family night once a week and we would get dinner and then we would sit around and play. And the banter... And the competition and all those healthy things were just great. There's many good things. We talked about the flow state, uh, building community. And I think then with the other stuff, maybe it's maybe it's more about just being on the ball, keeping an open prayer life, talking to other people about it if you feel like it is negative. And hey, any kids out there, oh, I have a friend who his kid took the iPhone and we were talking about the in-app purchases. They were buying jingly gems, whatever these purple gems were for like, because they they knew their dad's code. $2,000 later, the dad got the bill from Apple. And there isn't like a happy ending to the story where it's like, and now those are cryptocurrency worth $10 billion. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that poor dad. He said an email at Apple was like, I'm sorry, you can not pay it and we'll delete your entire account. I've just actually remembered a video game related thing that I did recently and caught myself at. Oh, tell me. Well, I mean, recently, like in the last five years, when the Switch came out, I was so excited by the idea that I got one and I started playing Zelda a lot. And the reason I stopped playing Zelda was I realized that I spent more time foraging for things to cook by the fireside in Zelda than I spent playing the game or cooking for myself. Like for a few days, it was just like I had jobs to do in Zelda. Like it was like, oh right, yeah, I gotta get some groceries, gotta get some mushrooms for this guy. I'll just wander for two oh, hours. Oh no, he needs a steak as well. All right, well we'll cook that and then we'll get on with playing something. That is ridiculous. It's too big a game. I I don't need that kind of level of detail. No, nobody needs that in their life. No, I didn't. But Zelda is good. No, to end on. Chris um, came round there. He's been round a couple of times with my boys and uh, Stevie actually came round as well recently. We've had a games night a couple of times where we've played Street Fighter 2 redone. Um, we've played Super Smash Bros. Um, we've done Mario Party, done a couple of other things. And it means so much to the boys that older men will come, be interested. And it's something they can do right now and they can actually play it. It's like if we went out and tried to play football with them, we would all get frustrated because their their skill level wouldn't be there. But the fact that they can participate at an almost same level as we can, it was just brilliant. And for me as a dad, hugely appreciated that. And I think really 
if there's one thing I could say to take away from video games, um, is that uh, let's let's build community with it. Let's yeah. build relationships. Let's use it in a way that is healthy and helpful and not in a way that leads us, as Chris said, away on your own where you're doing your own <laughs> thing and you're not engaging with the world. Let's use it as a way where we can engage with each other and enjoy entertainment together. Absolutely. Yeah, there's nothing more spiritual than forging connection and kind of working towards loving each other better. And if video games help you to do that, well then, fantastic. Have at it. There's the joy in it. And if you hated this podcast and if you don't care about video games, well, why did you even listen to it? No idea. It's on the title. It was right there. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Hope your day's going great. See you later now. Bye. You got a royal life. How are you going to use it? Hey friends, we just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's episode of Where's the Joy in That? This podcast is a production of Rain Collective, and it's made possible by our fantastic Patreon supporters. If you want to find all the resources and more information about this podcast and all things Rain Collective, you can become a supporter of this podcast at raincollective.com forward slash podcast. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.